Welcome to the Carl Reader Show. Hello and welcome to the Carl Reader Show. Now, this episode is an episode that's been recorded live. So that means it might be a video that's been recorded on site or perhaps a keynote presentation that I've delivered. What I want to do is just let you know that the audio quality on this will not be up to speed compared to our studio recordings. However, I believe that the content is well worth your time listening. So enjoy the recording. Let me know what you think of it on social media. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe. So today I'm delighted to be joined for a special Bullet Point Business episode with Brian McBride. Now, Brian is... I would say, one of the heavyweights of the business world in the UK. Um, Until very recently, he was the chairman of ASOS, and before that, he was the former MD for the UK for Amazon and T-Mobile. Brian, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, Great to be here, Carl. Thank you for asking me. Brilliant. So, Brian, um, would you be able to just introduce yourself to my listeners so they can understand a little bit more about you? Yeah, well, I thought you did a pretty good job already, Carl. Um, but yeah, I've been in what would be called uh, digital most of my uh, working life, uh, not by not by design, but more by accident. You know, my early jobs were uh, salesman in Xerox, flogging photocopiers. I spent 11 years at IBM working in the world of mainframes and PCs. You know, I worked here, worked in Europe, worked in the USA with them. Uh, ran Dell for a while, uh, ran T-Mobile in the UK just at the time that 3G was coming along. So I was very lucky just to hit a few of the great tech inflection points. And uh, recently, as you said, I've been cheering ASOS. I'm, I'm involved in Wiggle, which is a Bridgepoint-owned company. I'm on the board of AO. So I'm a kind of plural portfolio, dot-com, e-commerce, tech sort of person. Fantastic. And as, as I said, it's, it's, it's an illustrious range of businesses. But... Certainly recently, the one thing that jumps out to me, Brian, is that each of the businesses that you're involved in, certainly if we look at AO, Wiggle, ASOS and Amazon, they've all been um, very disruptive in their space. So I would like to talk about how businesses can stay relevant in a rapidly changing world. Um, you know, businesses of all shapes and sizes are being impacted by digitalization, whether products or services. They take Wiggle, for example. Who, who would have imagined... 30 years ago, that you would buy a bike online rather than actually trying it. Um, what are your thoughts on the changing marketplace at the moment? What do you think is happening that will impact businesses the most? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the disruption is, is all around us, and I think the pace of disruption is only going to accelerate, you know. So people need to realize that this is the way that life is going to be, and this disruption manifests itself in all sorts of ways. Clearly, I see the impact of it in retail, where the retail industry is being really threatened by it. You see it in media as well. You see, you know, um, Sky getting, still, getting taken over by Comcast, Disney buying Fox, AT&T and Time Warner. So everywhere we we look at, especially consumer-facing businesses, this disruption is happening. And I think the disruption is brought around by a couple of things. It is tech-based, you know, it is, uh, it's all about Moore's Law. You know, Moore said that the microprocessor would double in power every 18 months, and it's just about done that since they coined that phrase in 1969. Mm. So I think you're going to continue to see devices, tech stuff, bits and bytes get quicker, faster, cheaper. Related to that is how people use stuff, and that's why it's about behavior, it's about social media, it's about using software, it's about using machine learning and AI to, to really 
uh, refine the customer proposition. So <clears throat> I think we're going to see disruption continue. And, and the message I have for uh, other businesses is um, you've got to be aware of this. It sounds pretty obvious, but you know history has shown us some once great companies just fell by the wayside because they did not observe what was going on around them. You know, you look at uh, Nokia, you look at BlackBerry, you look at Kodak, all these mighty companies disappeared because you missed out on what um, what Darwin would call his theory of evolution. I mean, Darwin coined this in 1859, and, uh, you know, to summarize Darwin in, in a couple of sentences, it's not the strongest that survived, it's not the most adaptable, sorry, it's not the strongest, it's, it's not the fastest, it's the most adaptable, it's those who are, are aware of what's going on around them. And as I bump into businesses and boards and chief execs today, there's an awful lot of people who think this disruption stuff is a passing fad, it will soon blow over, and they really are completely unaware of the abyss that they're about to stare into. Oh, I, I completely agree. Um, being somebody who actually actively welcomes change, um, you know, I, I can see um, with my own two eyes when I look at businesses and wonder how on earth they're going to survive. What I would like to do, if it's okay, is just to drill down a little bit into how businesses can best um, best prepare from a strategic perspective to overcome the, the changes that are happening. You know, we, we know that there are technological changes. I would contend there's also some massive societal changes. We've become a stay-at-home world now. Um, we don't tend to speak to people. We don't tend to, to leave the comforts of our own homes. Um, when a business is faced with these um, threats and in turn the opportunities, what would your biggest tip be for them? Well, I think, you know, the first thing you need to try and do is just, uh, as I say, it's almost back to Darwin, it's just, just be aware of what's going on around you. And, and you need to understand uh, where you are in this um, kind of disruption axis. I mean, I, I have, as you said earlier, I've enjoyed working for disruptors. It's much better to, to disrupt than to be disrupted. But I've also at certain points in my life been disrupted as well, and it's quite a, you know, it, it, it's quite a levelling experience. And so I think people need to understand exactly where they are and where the threats are going to come from. The main thing is that you can't actually plan to stand still. You're either going to go backwards or you're going to go forward. So for companies itself are figuring out two or three basic things. You know, where are they in terms of their, their absorption and understanding of these new technologies? It doesn't matter how big or how small you are. You know, what are your thoughts on, you know, utilizing data, big data, machine learning? You know, where are you in terms of hiring smart people, data scientists, people who are going to help you um, actually get those answers out of the, the, the vast forms of data that you might have? Uh, how well does your organization understand social media? And more importantly, how well does it understand its customer? I mean, the, the best simple lesson that I think uh, I ever had was, was Jeff Bezos, who, who his mantra was, Start with a customer and work backwards. And it's a very, very simple um, mantra for, for, for business life. The customer has to be the center of everything that you do. So all of this tech that we've spoken about, you know, AI, machine learning, or social media, mirror law and stuff, you know, it's not worth it all beans unless you can figure out how it's going to make the customer's life better, simpler, cheaper. So put the customer at the center of your thinking. Understand how technology is going to help that customer on the journey with you. Um, and make sure that if you're not, you know, uh, I'm not expecting you to lead the pack, but make sure that you're a fast follower at least. Don't put your head in the sand and think that it's not going to happen to you. Brian, that is fantastic. Now, being a bullet point business episode, we're going to keep this um, very short and brief. So thank you so much for that. What we're going to do now, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. 
Um, now, these are intended to be fun, um, but it's to really share some of the nuggets that you've picked up along the way in your business journey. So, the first one that I would like to ask you, Brian, is if you could pick three people, um, dead or alive, to join you in a mastermind group, who, who would you choose? <laughs> Uh, that's a good one. Well, I'm going to pick people who I would who would bring some intellectual uh, achievements, some knowledge to the party, but who also might be quite fun to be stuck in a, a studio or a room with. Um, Jeff Bezos, I think Jeff had a, had a lot of views on life and was actually very observant of human beings, and I think that he would help out many of the questions. Um, when I was one of my earlier things that I did, I was on the board of Celtic Football Club, which was great fun. And the first manager that was there when I joined was Martin O'Neill. And Martin's a great one for quizzes, so when a team were playing away, there was always a quiz night. And Martin always seemed to win it. It may have been because John Robertson is number two set the questions, but Martin, again, struck me as being a very broad, smart guy and there's a lot of the sport. And then the final person, somebody you've never heard of, a guy called John Wallace, an old university friend of mine, he's still around. And John is a walking encyclopedia. If you want to know anything on this earth, he used to own... It still does, in fact, a complete collection of Encyclopedia Britannica. I think he's probably consumed every word, so he would be my, my journalist banker. He, he, would, he would be able to answer a question on anything that no one else could. Wow, fantastic. Um, so move, moving on from that, Brian, um, wh- what book is the book that you've recommended to the most other people? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not a big business book person, but, but there's a couple of Probably the one I've recommended most is Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, you know, just yes. showing how... Uh, you know, it's really hard to, you know, there's a lot of good companies out there, but getting yourself to create is really, really hard. And he just, you know, had some great examples on it about having the right people on the bus, etc., and what, what leadership was all about. So I'd say if you're going to buy one business book, good to great for Jim Collins isn't a bad start. Fantastic. Okay. And what was the best bit of advice you've ever received? I think early in my days in IBM, uh, when I was kind of starting to move and get promoted and get invited for jobs and stuff, you know, uh, you would get all, you'd, you'd sort of almost over-prepare for a trip to New York to meet some of the senior people. And just one of my early managers said, look, just, just be yourself. You know, he said, you can't, you can't make yourself into something you're not. And if you do, you disappoint people when they hire somebody that wasn't what they were expecting. So just, it's a simple thing that you just be yourself because that, that's, that's what people want you to be. Oh, completely, completely. And I, I think on a similar vein, uh, but it might produce a different answer, um, what you wish you'd realised earlier on in life, is there, is there a bit of advice that if you were to go back, let's say, 30 years, that you would give yourself? Well, I think, uh, I think again, it's, it's probably related to being yourself. A lot of people end up in awe of, you know, the big bosses, you know, the, 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 the company chief execs or the founders or whatever, and I've always, I've always kind of just remembered somebody said to me, which is, you know, um, be respectful of senior people, but don't be in awe of them. You know, they are ordinary people like you, and in fact, they will respect you more if you can just treat them as an equal and have a good conversation with them and use the first names and not, not be kind of, you know, mincing around or, you know, you know, I hate like. So, so I think that that's quite a good piece of advice as well. Ha- having that, you know, uh, respectful but ordinary touch with very senior people. Fantastic. And finally, Brian, just um, the last one, which you might take a little while to think about. What was the best purchase that you've made recently for under £50 that's made the biggest impact on your life? Oh, I'm not sure. The, 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 the purchase I've made most recently under £50 that I'm enjoying is, is actually just a, a wireless Bluetooth speaker. I'm a bit obsessed. I'm always buying 
uh, why am I see your phones or why am I okay. see your phones? So, that, so that's, that's kind of the one I've bought recently. Fantastic. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's a bullet point business episode, so it's short by nature. Um, but I think, you know, I think you've given the listeners more than their time in value. So thank you so much. Um, where can the listeners find out more about you? Well, I, I think, I, I don't know who did it, but somebody's knocked up the Wikipedia page. You could look on that. You could just, uh, just Google me. It, it tells you bits about my different companies, I'm sure. I don't, I don't uh, have a website. I don't actually bother promoting myself, but there's plenty of stuff out there about me if you can be bothered to go looking. Fantastic. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay, Carl, thank you. Thank you for listening to The Carl Reader Show. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell your friends. This podcast was brought to you by our sponsor, D&T Advisory, helping you unlock the magic in your business by adding value, not numbers. Find out more at www.team-dt.com. QuickBooks, helping UK small businesses stay on top of their finances.